We were on a break. We were on a break. We were on a break. We really were on a break. Welcome into They Were On A Break podcast. We're your gal pals, Katie and Chloe. We are on season two, episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband. What up, everybody? Howdy. I loved Phoebe's pink dress in this so much that I wish I had one. Oh my gosh. I think this outfit is burned into my brain. I think Mm -hmm. about it. I was, I I talked about another outfit. I think it was Rachel's outfit in the monkey episode where she has like Mm -hmm. the plaid skirt and everything Mm -hmm. that's burned in my brain for Rachel this outfit is burned in my brain for like an example of like top tier Phoebe wardrobe I I put it in my notes for the award show as maybe a best dress moment that's how much I love it I was like you know what let's put it in this pile let's 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 make it a contender and we'll see where we go at the end of the season but I mean I know we're early in but that pink dress is just so good it's just so, like, 60s and, like, retro. And then her hair. Oh, nothing is more perfect. Magnifique. Magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, to kickstart today's episode, people have listened. They have written reviews. I love to hear it so much. I'm so excited. Uh, would you like to read one and I'll read one? Yes, absolutely. Also, I'm a little stuffy. I'm coming back. From like a cold, I got tested for COVID. It wasn't that. Don't worry. Um, so if I'm a little sniffly, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to keep it together. I'm trying to be professional for air. But the okay, nose drip is me. real. <laughs> that was me last time we recorded. I was <laughs> sniffling and snoffling all the way. How dare um, you give me your sickness <laughs> over the microphone. <laughs> I think I did. But uh, back to... Uh, the uh, reviews that we got. Uh, one of them, it's titled Such a Great Podcast, and it says, I've been a fan of Katie for a while, and now I'm a fan of Chloe. These Woo-hoo! ladies have such great chemistry. Their friendship and their knowledge of friends really shows. They give great and unique insight to the show. Keep up the great work, ladies. I hope you... I hope you last to the very last episode. I look forward to your show every time it automatically downloads into my podcast library. Smiley face, Amy. It's so nice. Oh, we love you, Amy. So, so sweet. Guys, be an Amy. Leave a review. We'll read it. Yes. We love it. Uh, We also have a review from Michelle underscore double D. Love that name for you, Michelle. Double D. Uh, (laughs) And this one is simply titled Breast Milk, (laughs) which I love. She says, ladies, the whole Ross, you tasted it, was said so many times because he was realizing that Susan tasted it during sexcapades with Carol. You guys are great. Keep it up. Michelle with an E. Now, I was very grateful that Michelle mm-hmm. put this in her review because I had not even thought, thought about, about this yeah. in the breast milk episode. I didn't mm-hmm. even consider that. I don't know. I we mean, dropped the ball on that one. For two such sexually uh, charged ladies, all right? we do is talk about that on this podcast. And we what didn't even fuck? consider that. I know. Well, but here's the thing, though. I mean, I know that the bobs get a little leaky when you're pregnant but i'm pretty sure that she's not just like squirting milk all over (laughs) susan and i also feel like 
if my partner had just given birth and we're having sex, I'm not going to suck on her boobs as to not get breast milk in my mouth. What if they're into it? Hey, listen. I'm not kink shaming anybody here. Not for me. (laughs) But if you want to suck on anything, do what you need to do. But um, I just, I don't know. I feel like it was more of like a, oh, you've taken, like feeding. Like she's tasted. I don't know. I mean, love Mm -hmm. the idea. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, my first instinct was just that like he kept repeating it over and over again because he was like, oh, like he's like getting progressively more annoyed where he's like, oh, you've tasted it? Huh. Huh. Well, I guess I have to like rev myself up to do this. Like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I do. I do like this. This idea. Mm -hmm. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle is like the kids who eat cinnamon toast crunch. They see things that no one else can see. You know? I eat cinnamon toast crunch. Do you remember this? These commercials back in the nineties where they're like, he sees things no one else can see, but does he see why kids love cinnamon toast crunch? That's Michelle, but with the breast milk episode, she sees things no one else can see. It's such a specific reference, <laughs> and I love that it's fucking cinnamon toast crunch, like. <laughs> I, the and best hey, cereal of all time. Milk is involved in all of it. So really, we came full, full circle. circle. You know, might not be breast milk, <laughs> but it is milk. <laughs> but yeah, well, the reviews are great. Thank you, you guys. Keep them fucking coming. You. We love them. Thank you so much, ladies. It means a lot. <laughs> thanks for listening. For those of you who do listen, thank you. We fucking love doing the show. It is so much fun. So thanks for being along the ride with us. Uh, two, two people could listen and I would still want to do this. <laughs> Oh my Even gosh. if it's this just for just us. us. Yeah, this could just be us. And I, I love it so much. It's so fun. <laughs> you know, my sister told me that she's been listening to every episode. So shout out, Fifi. Um, but <laughs> her reviews, like sometimes she'll text me out of the blue and she'll give me a review for an episode that we recorded so long ago that I don't even know what she's like even talking about anymore. <laughs> And I have to pull up what she said because it was so funny. But I can't wait to hear what she said. <laughs> I can't believe she's been listening. That's so sweet. She has been. It's so funny. But, um, okay, so she said, I listened to your uh, Friends episode, and I think it's very funny that, like, the podcast episode is twice as long as an actual Friends episode because, mm-hmm. like, I could feasibly watch six Friends episodes in the time that it takes you to talk about, like, three episodes and I was like, well, that's kind of how, like, a podcast works. That's like, I, I was like, usually a podcast is, like, an hour long. And she goes, yeah, you got to make it as long as possible. You got to put that 10-minute conversation about shellfish in. <laughs> Listen. And I was like. You never know what you're going to get with this. We could talk about friends for 20 minutes. We could talk about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's. you keep We keep you on your toes. Oh, I loved it. I was like, that's. A perfect summation of a podcast and specifically what we like to talk about. I was like, you're not wrong. It reminded me of that TikTok sound where they're like, listen, it's a good joke. It's a great joke. Even. Almost, like, yeah. <laughs> and me, I'm sitting here like, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that brought up shellfish. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That Love is it. hilarious, though. I can't tell if she loves or hates it, though, by that review. Oh, she, she, <laughs> <laughs> well, that summarizes my sister, but yeah, she does love it. because I could have watched six episodes in the time of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sister compliment, though, you know? Like, you know that it's great, but it's also, like, at the same time. It wouldn't be, 
it wouldn't be a sister if there were just a little bit of exactly. with it. You Classic. know, a little molly wop with, with, with it. <laughs> That's oh awesome. I love that. <sighs> well, are you ready to dive into today's episode? I forgot we were doing <laughs> I have so much fun that I was like, what are we going to talk about now? Oh my god. Well, guys, this is season two, episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband, debuted on October 12th, 1995, directed by Gail Mancuso and written by my girl, Alexa Junge. I love Alexa Junge. My, my girl. Y'all are my fucking girl. pals. I, it's great. I wish Alexa get on the podcast, please. I'm <laughs> oh sure my god, that would be great. This, holy shit. I would love to get her on here because she's a great writer. Um, are you uh, ready to dive into scene one? I'm so ready. Are we at the purple apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, we are at the purple apartment. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Woo! And uh, Rachel is on the phone with her mom. She's reassuring her. There was something scary on the news. She's like, Mom, everything's fine. Like, nothing's going to happen to me. I live in a safe area. I don't do anything unsafe, blah, 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 blah. And then at the worst possible time, a fucking pigeon flies through the window I would react the exact same way where she's like screaming and freaking out. She's like, I gotta go. Bye. I mean, I get these. I don't know what's up with my apartment building, but I get these monstrous. I'm talking, you can hit their bodies, hit the floor, crickets. <laughs> like, Jiminy is real. And he is crawling under my front door and absolutely <laughs> hopping around my room. And they make me scream so loud. So if a fucking bird flew into my house i i would have lost my crap but i love that the writers were like a pigeon let's have a pigeon fly in that's that's funny (laughs) and it's fucking hysterical and so well done love this opening scene so much the way that she grabs the pan and then puts it over and my thing here's my thinking when she did that and she pulls it you can hear the bird Right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, right? Um, Sound effects. And (laughs) then she puts the lid on it. And you can see her Mm -hmm. open the lid a bit because its it's wing is out. I feel a little bad for this bird on set. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck Marcel, right? Literally don't care about him. But this bird. (laughs) This bird is very important to us. I'm just like, they could have like put the pan over him, cut up grab the bird throw it in the other room and then and then for the you know place him back in (laughs) i just feel bad that we have tipped and topped this pigeon over i mean i'm sure that he's not that bothered but i I thought about the pigeon (laughs) well they may have done something like that because i'm sure this was not a scene that they actually filmed in front of the live studio audience no uh so they may have done something like that but now i'm now that you mentioned the monkey, I'm imagining this alternate reality in which Ross adopts a pigeon instead of Marcel, and he's just walking around with a pigeon on his shoulder. Now, which, yeah, <laughs> side, what were you note, side note, this has happened to me multiple times in Chicago that I've seen people walking around with birds on their shoulders. And I'm not talking about pigeons. I'm talking about like full on like parrots. I saw a man in Wicker Park not too long ago walking down the street parrot on his shoulder, stopping by to talk to the ladies, letting the ladies balance the little parrot on their finger. Maybe the, maybe, oh my God, the parrot is his wingman. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I thought you were going to say the parrot is his pussy, like, magnet. Like, I thought you were going to do a pun on pee, but then you did a fucking pun on the wings. Mm. <laughs> Chef's fucking kiss. Now, I mean, I, if I, I don't think that that would, if I saw a man, again, not judging, but if I saw a man with a bird on his shoulder, I don't think I would think him penetrate me. Like, I don't know how that, was he like 50? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, this has got to be like a 50-year-old man with- He's run out of ideas. <laughs> and what is going on there that multiple people are establishing the bird-on-shoulder lifestyle? I really, I we need to, we need to interview them on a- on a separate basis, and I need some answers. The next one you see, will you ask them what made them start this? Is it because yes. they saw other people? Did you do join it? some kind of club, sir? I like the divorce men's club that Ross starts, but of birds. They're like, we're getting <laughs> birds, guys. <laughs> oh my god, our family had a bird. His name was Smokey, and he was great until he got really mean. Birds tend to get meaner later in their life sometimes, so mm-hmm. we had to find Smokey a new home. But he was an African gray, and he would cuss like my mom does. I mean, he would literally say cuss where he would say, like, shit, the exact same way that she would say it. And it would be, like, 2 p.m., and he would call us all down for dinner in her voice. <laughs> they're like skinwalkers almost the fact that they can just like fucking oh, no. uh, like take on the voice of someone else and just like katie amy it literally sounded exactly like my mom like it was wild um but that's unlocked. my that's my bird story <laughs> i don't know how i got into it but that's what it is <laughs> Well, Rachel has this pigeon trapped in the pot. She's, Mm -hmm. like, holding it out awkwardly, like she's about to do some kind of magic trick. And then uh, Steve Zahn walks in. This is uh, Phoebe's husband, played by actor Steve Zahn. What's Uh, his character's name in the show? Duncan. Duncan. Okay. Duncan. Terrible name. Sorry, really guys. is not the best. <laughs> but uh, he walks in. He asks for Phoebe. He's like, let her know her husband stopped by. And they do this like bit where Rachel is so shocked that she opens the thing and the pigeon flies out. And he's like, whoa, how'd you do that? I love it every time. I just I think it's great. <laughs> like they they did that. And I love it. They were like, we need to give Rachel a short storyline. We're going to ca- have her catch a pigeon in a pot. <laughs> uh, yes you guys fuck yeah let's do it i love it keep it up keep up the good work <laughs> well uh after the theme song back in the purple apartment mm. and uh phoebe is now explaining why she has this husband mm-hmm. he's gay he's canadian he needed a green card she helped him out monica is like i can't believe you did this you were like wildly in love with him why did you think this was like a good idea mm-hmm. to marry this dude Would you ever, this is for legal reasons, Mm -hmm. uh, the following is just purely hypothetical question, but Katie, (laughs) would you ever, would you ever marry someone uh, if they needed your help, if they needed a green card? If, if they were hypothetically my like really good friend, maybe, but if this is someone that like I've dated for a few months or (laughs) like, if I well, I mean, in Phoebe, I'm trying to put myself in Phoebe's shoes. She probably did it thinking that like 
maybe, you know, something could happen. Like, maybe he'll see that I'm so great, <clears throat> but he's gay. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, yeah, no. I In Phoebe's case, I would not. In a personal case, if, hypothetically, if um, I knew them really well. Uh, but I don't know anyone well enough now to where I would, like... Say yes. I mean, no, I just, I don't know. And also, <clears throat> I would be so scared of, like, mm. getting caught or something. Like, I, I really, I play by the book because I got a lot of anxiety. Uh-huh. So I would just have a lot, like, I don't know, don't you go to jail for that shit? Only if they find out, Katie. But that anxiety! Oh my god! <laughs> Would you? I've thought about this way too much because it's always a storyline on different shows. And I gotta say, unfortunately, if I was in Phoebe's position, I could hun- like 100% see myself doing that. Because I would 100% have the same thought process as her. I feel like if he were straight, but not interested, yes. But if he were gay, I feel like that is his path and my vagina has no business anywhere near what he wants so I really (laughs) probably don't have a chance here you know what I mean true I don't know I could see myself if I make really good friends with someone even if I'm not in love with them I could see myself saying yes and I feel like I could pull off the deception to not go to prison but for legal reasons that would never happen and should I get married uh it's always 100% for love. Uh, so the United States uh, government employee who is listening to this, you can just go ahead and write that down in your book. Is he one of our 77 listeners? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ahead and write that down. If I can get like some kind of wedding present or something out of the gig, plus okay. cut, on my, cut on my taxes that year. I mean, why not? So She's fucking it. on board. See, you know... <laughs> I don't think that I I could absolutely do the deception thing, but I would be shitting my fucking pants anytime, you know, if, if you know, there were ever any hullabaloo with it, I would be like, oh, no. <laughs> well, this leads to everyone kind of revealing personal secrets about themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoebe reveals that Monica's underwear is out uh, on display for everyone to see on a power line from a time that she had sex with Fun Bobby. And Monica figures out that Chandler was the one who told her that shit. So then uh, Monica reveals that Chandler has a third nipple. Which, like, I what this is also one of those things. Thought we learned this later. I did not know we learned yes. this. So, like, they introduce this before we even remove it. I love that this is Chandler's whole storyline. It's just people making fun of him for his third nipple. His uh, nubbin, right? That's what it eventually is called. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Chandler... Something I just thought of. So wasn't Monica having sex with Fun Bobby on the terrace, on the balcony? And that's why her panties... So maybe that's why Monica doesn't want to have sex with Chandler on the balcony when they live there. Because, like, he pushes to have sex on the balcony, and she's like, not going to happen. So what, you were fun in your 20s, but you won't fuck your husband on the balcony? Come on, give the man a little head out there. What's the problem? Spice it up! (laughs) Maybe she figured out that she hated it, and she never wants to do it again. Well, then say that. Don't just be so dismissive and be like, no, I'm not doing anything fun. (laughs) Well, speaking, speaking of sexy, sexy time... 
Chandler reveals that Joey was in a porno. Mm-hmm. Which I love this storyline. And I love the us. love the escalation of this scene in general. I think mm-hmm. it's so good of them just yelling out each other's secrets. Yeah. Uh, that would now give me are... a lot of anxiety. I'm trying to think of what secret, like, my friend would say. What do you think yours would be? The problem is I have no secrets and no shame. So yeah. I feel like anyone could say anything about me and I would be like, yep, that's me. Like, I have no sense of personal privacy. I read a meme once that was like, it's not embarrassing if you're not embarrassed. And I was like, that's me. I'm just, I'm yeah, not embarrassed. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't really do it. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get secondhand embarrassment for other people. And feel embarrassed, but I'm never embarrassed about anything I'm doing. <laughs> anything, like, embarrassing that happens to me, I'm like, holy shit, this is a great story, and I have to tell every person I've ever met. Like, <laughs> And anything, like, it, and with that, anything that's, like, bad or good, like, if I ever have something bad that happens, I'm like, it's a good podcast story. It's okay. It's something yeah. to tell. That's how I, the silver lining, so I feel you on that. Yep. That's why we do what we do, Katie. <laughs> That's why we do. That's no why they qualms. pay us the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> as we go to our jobs that actually pay us. <laughs> yeah. Are the hypothetical big bucks we would like to make someday. That's why we make them. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. You know who is Hard to stay on topic. We're like in the second scene. <laughs> I know. We're like, we got to get through this. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, sorry. Guys, I'm going to shut up and let the it happen. Okay, go. <laughs> Well, speaking of embarrassment, we are in Central Perk. (laughs) They are interviewing Chandler about his third nipple. They're asking him how it functions, if it can produce milk, all of that good stuff. Which, none of his boobs, none of his nipples can produce milk. Why would the third one be able to? And I know (laughs) we're just having a goof, but come on, guys, don't be silly. (laughs) Well, Ross is there with Julie, who is, like, also kind of in on this. Uh, meanwhile, Rachel is sitting at the counter with Monica, and she is perturbed. She is so annoyed that Julie is still there. Perturbed. Never heard that word before. <laughs> what does annoyed. that mean? Annoyed. Basically, like, yeah, basically annoyed. <laughs> Me being anxious and looking up perturbed to make sure that I'm, like, using it correctly. Yes, I you am. Can, okay. You could tell me it meant anything, and I would use it later and believe it you. Means, I am means, so gullible. means unsettled. Okay. Concerned, annoyed, perturbed. all of that good stuff. She's pre- perturbed. Per, is it P-E-R or pre? P-E-R. I just have my California accent where we just combine every vowel into every consonant. So Yeah. Yeah. And my parents are Southern, so then people also think sometimes that I'm Southern. They're like, where are you from? And I'm like, here. <laughs> I'm from here. Okay? <coughs> it's just how I do. Yeah. Uh, Monica respectfully and politely tells Rachel like you gotta get over it girl like he's with Julie you just have to accept it you gotta move past it Mm -hmm. she had her chance to end that in the beginning and she didn't so now you actually need to sit with what has happened sweetie babe yeah, Monica's being a good friend here. Yeah. She's like, because she's not being harsh about it. She's just like, you got to accept it, at least for mm-hmm. right now. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, and this is when Phoebe walks in with the show-stopping white and pink plaid dress that is somewhat in style now that I love. It's I want to be that for Halloween next year. I mean, nobody will really get it, but I'll just carry a photo of her around oh, <laughs> and no. be like, this is what I am, and it's really nice. 
This is like a very non-Phoebe kind of outfit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's we. I don't know that we have seen her really dress up yet in this in the in the series. So I think this is their like she's she's quirky. She's they're like what are we? What would Phoebe dress up in? Mm-hmm. She would dress up in a '60s style cute yeah, retro moment. Mod. I think it. Yeah, I think it's very fitting. I love her hair in it. It's a little shocking because you're like, wait, that's Phoebe? But it's like, that's what they wanted, I think. So I think they did a great job with choosing what they put her into. Well, Monica correctly clocks that she is dressed up because she's going to go meet her husband backstage at the Ice Capades where he Mm -hmm. works. Yes. Got to have that just very stereotypical gay ice dancer kind of I didn't even think of that. I'm so... (laughs) I'm so used to the episodes that, like, sometimes I won't see that stuff. But, yeah, of course, they just have to fucking, <laughs> oh, he's gay. He's an ice skater. Now, after after they've all cleared out of Central Perk, uh, it, we're, we're left with Julie, Ross, and Rachel. Julie leaves, uh, and Ross immediately starts in my opinion, like flirting with mm-hmm. Rachel almost. It's like this weird moment. I have some problems with Ross in this moment. One, he lays himself across the couch. Mm-hmm. Bitch, is this your house? Like, you, are, I know you guys like sit on this couch every day, but like you're still in a public place. I have never just laid across an entire ass couch in a I coffee also, like, house before. I wouldn't put my shoes up on yes. like... Well, actually, yesterday I did go out and I sat crisscross applesauce and I had shoes on. But I was, like, sitting at, like, a stool. I wasn't, like... Yeah, that's different. ...lounging on a couch. Like, it's very... And he lays down in her lap, right? He, no? no? he's like he's, like, kicking her butt. Oh, okay. so weird. Okay. I thought... I know that, like... I believe he's into Julie. I don't think he's trying to do anything, like sus but I was just like this is so strange like even if I had a a male friend platonic male friend who didn't have a girlfriend and if he started like kicking my butt like that I'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you like like don't touch my butt what are you doing yeah but uh yeah it's this weird kind of like kicky thing where he's like what's happening wow it is very flirty you're right it's flirty yeah okay but he uh he confides in Rachel that he and Julie have not had sex yet uh, How long have they been dating at this point, would we say? So let's say we are, we're in the fourth episode. So it's been. Three months? Let's see. Let's see. If he's been with her two weeks in China, let's say they met right at the beginning. Okay. I think there was a, there was another like two week time jump at some point. Okay. Let's say, let's say they've been together for like two months at this point. Okay. Okay. Not. Not too long to wait, like not like insane, but also not typical in like. I wouldn't. I would not make it. Wouldn't make it. But I. I yeah no. But good for them. (laughs) Respect it. Respect it. I'm not doing it. Sorry, but no. Thank you. (laughs) Shocker to everyone. I wouldn't want to wait two months to fuck. (laughs) This whole this whole exchange where Rachel is like. Keep waiting, dude. Like, there's nothing sexier than a guy who doesn't want to have sex. I fucking texted that to you. I lost my mind at it. She's like, there is... It's so funny because she knows what she's doing and that's not true. And he just... Yeah? And it's so funny. And the way she 
walks away when she's done because she's like, I did it. He's not going to have sex with her is so funny to me. <laughs> she's like, I don't care how much she begs, she pleads. Don't do it, Ross. <laughs> nothing, like, oh, okay. There's nothing sexier than a man who doesn't want to have sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> so fucking great i love everything rachel's putting down in this episode from the pigeon <laughs> to this i'm fucking into it i do have to say i'm kind of a fan of petty rachel mm-hmm. i like i like pettiness i think it's funny i like petty rachel what can i say and we're on her side too it's not like we're watching real housewives and we don't like her and she's being petty uh, you know like we want rachel to be with ross so we're like yay <laughs> well uh This advice from Rachel does not last long because they all go to Ross's. They're all gathered there to watch Joey's porno. And Ross talks to Rachel and she's like, oh, yeah. Like, are you going to like stick to what we talked about earlier? And he's like, well, after I talked to you, I talked to Joey and he told me to just do it. And like, if I follow his advice, then I get to have sex tonight. So I'm going with Joey. And she's like, damn it. Side note, not sure if I've ever said this, the dragonfly painting or whatever the fuck is in Ross's apartment, I hate it so much. I <laughs> I, I hate it. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that is so ugly. It doesn't belong in here. That makes no sense. I do have to say, though, I like the layout of Ross's apartment with the little, like, like I don't know what they're called, like the little windowy things that you yeah, close like to get the to the kitchen. Fr- I was going to say French doors, but I literally don't even know. It reminds me of I Love Lucy because... Lucy and Ricky Ricardo's apartment has the same little thing to the kitchen. Yeah. I think it's really cute. But that's a total side tangent. (laughs) But I love this part where, like, where, like, Rachel is, like, clearly upset. And she's like, well, we shouldn't watch this porno because of feminism and blah, blah, blah. Because she, like, obviously doesn't want to get Ross and Julie, like, in the mood or anything. Mm -hmm. So she's, like. Which is, I mean, I'll say it when we get to it. Continue. And she's like, Monica, back me up. And this delivery where Monica's like, I want to see Joey. <laughs> now, wait, I, at this point, do we do we think Joey is having sex in the porno? Uh, he said he couldn't he couldn't do it. He he got scared. So they just gave him a line where he doesn't have sex. <laughs> and I don't mean to be upset. But Joey, <laughs> buddy, I'm disappointed. I mean, for 10 seasons, I watch you bang so many great girls, and you (laughs) won't do it on camera? What's going on, buddy? I'm disappointed. Well, remember later seasons when he gets asked to do that nude scene, he's like, my grandma's going to see this. Like... The fact that they make him different penis heads. (laughs) Oh, I I just watched... I just watched that episode. Holy shit. I can't wait to talk about it. It's so fun. The thud sound that it makes when he's in the audition <laughs> and it falls off. I feel like Joey is just like so much more of an innocent little lamb than like he lets on. I think, I think like he's not. Here's the thing that I think they establish about Joey a little bit later in the series. I feel like he's not a womanizer because he like just sees women as like objects or anything like that like he clearly doesn't because he has very good female friendships like Mm -hmm. throughout the series and there's like 
It's not like a Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother kind of thing where we see him Very just like true. lying and being like a despicable That's true. person all the time. I feel like he's just a person who gets women very easily. And he's like, I'm here for a fun time. And he is just like the kind of person who doesn't even consider Sitter. Mm-hmm. like a serious thing. But he's not necessarily like just doing it because he only thinks that like women are for sex. Hundred, I would 100% agree. And I think that's why he's still likable as like a, a character mm-hmm. who, because it isn't like the Barney thing where he is just lying to get in people's pants. You are mm-hmm. very correct in that. I have never, ever thought about that. Love that perspective you're making me look at him from. Love it. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I love this moment where uh, they turn the porn on and like Monica and Chandler are like on the couch next to each other, like grooving to the porn music. And I was like, that's Monica and Chandler together. And I love it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, cutting away from the porn, uh, we are at backstage of the Capades and mm-hmm. Phoebe is there to see her husband. She's in her beautiful little dress. Um, and he tells her that he needs a divorce. Uh, he's getting married again. Mm-hmm. And we get this scene that's kind of like a play on like a typical coming out scene. But instead, Duncan is coming out as straight. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel so bad for Phoebe? Yeah. I feel a- so bad because like, I don't know, it, like, and it wasn't her. I don't know. I just feel bad for her. Just the what could have been, you know? Yeah, yeah. I do, uh, I do love this line from her where she's like, you know, you're married to someone for years, and then all of a sudden he says, oh, I'm not gay. <laughs> and you think you know him. Oh, man, once but again, yeah, I feel for her. Yeah, once again, a reminder of how good Lisa Kudrow is. Uh, love how she plays this, like, disappointment, but not, like, like, disappointment, but also, like, still having feelings for him, you can tell, mm-hmm. but also, like, still being happy for him because she's his friend, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, just love all those layers that we're getting in this. Uh, 100%. To, I want to skip ahead and just finish this storyline between the two of them. What? But but there's this, um the moment where she's, like, signing the divorce papers and blah, 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 uh, and she asks him, like, you know, if you had figured this out sooner... Like, do you think that you would have been with me? And then she's like, actually, you know what? I can't even like, I can't even hear the answer to this. Like, either way, the answer would not make me feel good. And uh, she has a strength that I do not have because I would be in interview mode. I would be like, when did this happen? How did you figure this out? Why is it not me? Like, please tell me, blah, 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 blah. I'm learning as I'm older that like, you don't need a full... I know this isn't like a real breakup, but I'm learning as I'm older that you don't need a full breakup exit interview, but I 100% always want that shit where I'm like, <laughs> and can you tell me when the the last moment that you had uh, authentic feelings for me was? And uh, what could I have done to make your experience in this relationship better? Like blah, 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 blah. And at have the you, end of the day, it doesn't matter. Have you seen the absolutely terrifying TikTok of the man who is like, it's just like it zooms in on his face and he's like looking over and like music is playing and the caption is when you've been with her for a while and you just lose all feeling for her and have no idea why. Oh my God, tell and me it, why I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yes. I, oh my God, I went straight to the comments. I was like, oh my God, this is everything I'm afraid of and oh. it's a thing. And I don't know why are guys like, why? no, stop, stop losing feelings when we get them. Oh, I'm full stressed. I feel like people don't just suddenly 
like a switch doesn't flip and you suddenly lose feelings. I think what happens is I think what happens is like there's a series of little things that you maybe don't want to address that you don't like or that mm. you like or you don't stop to think about like, oh, maybe I don't like that. And either you can address it or just like break up, but don't like stick around. I feel like women are much again to generalize, but. I feel like women are better at pinpointing like what they don't like and why and why things make them feel a certain way. Whereas like guys don't take as much time to do that. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're like, I don't know what happened. Like my feelings just left. And it's like, well, there was probably a series of smaller things that you just didn't even clock or didn't care to like acknowledge. And so it feels like it's all of a sudden, but really you were just like not paying attention, which is fine if you don't like someone anymore. But Right. I just, just, that TikTok absolutely scared me. (laughs) I was like, oh no. (laughs) Or, you know, they just liked uh, someone for the idea of them, I think is more likely a lot of times what happens. I just fear that, like, guys, the second that they have sex, they're like, got what I needed, I'm done. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh Christ. But that's why you got to hold out. Like Ross and Julie, (laughs) make sure that they like you. I get on myself for thinking that, well, because you're not waiting long enough, they're mm-hmm. bouncing. Like, because I'm not playing the game of, like, three dates, five dates, seven dates, whatever it is. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I mean, if we vibe, like, let's bang. And then if you like me, you like me. Like, whatever. Yeah. But I think with guys, a lot of the time, like, when you do that, they put you in a certain category of, like, oh, she's a girl that I have fun with. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the girls where, like, they don't do that. And they're, like, oh, well, that's a girl that I could take more seriously. I feel like the difference there is, like, if it's a person who's, gener- like, genuinely looking for more than mm-hmm. just having sex. Like, if you found and- someone who's, like, I'm genuinely looking for a relationship, then they're more inclined to give you more time even after mm-hmm. you slept with them. Whereas, like, I don't even, like, when I encourage people to, like, I mean, I, people should do whatever they want. But, like, when I was younger, I used to hold out a lot more. And it's not that, like, it's a bad thing to do it right away or that, like, you're more worthy of, like, a relationship if you do that or anything like that. It's simply because it helped me filter through a lot of guys who are, like, not worth my time. Yeah. But really get rid of those people, like, right off the bat by telling them straight up, like, I'm not going to fuck you unless we're, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, serious relationship, whatever. Yeah. But not every, like, you don't have to do that, like, the right person is going to stick around even if you bang them like the hour you meet them, you know? True. Because they just like you and like want to get to know you. Love this chat we had. Yeah. That's our, that's our empowerment. I don't, for the day, I don't know how we got on this, but. uh, But we did and I'm happy we did. (laughs) We did. Anyway, Phoebe and Duncan make out and that's the end of that. (laughs) And then that's done. And then we never see the dress again and we're sad. Honestly, for a whole episode that's named after Phoebe's husband, we really only see them talk for, like, two scenes. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it's not the best named, but we say that about a lot of the episodes. Yeah. Well, I, we'll get to our titles at the oh, end. Oh, we'll so get we'll, there. We'll get to figure it out. But we're back at Ross's. Uh, I love this moment where Monica gets out of the bathroom and she's like, it still smells like a monkey in there. And Gotta I bring up to the say- damn monkey. I noticed that Monica gets some really funny lines in this episode. Like, mm. she gets... I feel like we're seeing more Monica personality than just, like, people shitting on her. <laughs> which yeah. Which they love to do in the first season. They really do. 
And I feel like she gets some funny moments in this episode, which I live for because I don't think she got that many like in the first season. So yeah, happy for you. Good job. (laughs) Now, everyone is trying to leave. The porno is ended. We've seen Joey do his one line. It's not good for the paper tray. Uh, And Rachel is trying to keep everyone there because she does not want Julie and Ross to have sex. So she's like, we got to talk to Julie. We got to get to know Julie. Julie, uh, who was your your kindergarten teacher? Let's start all the way at the beginning of your life. Like, blah, 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 blah. She is making Julie talk nonstop. And she's Mm -hmm. really... Really digging it in. She's like, in a nutshell, oh, uh, 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 not a nutshell. We got to hear everything. I love that when we cut to a little bit later, Rachel literally asks as she puts her hand on her cheek, what's in a Cobb salad? <laughs> I, like, she's running out of things and she literally had to ask what's in a Cobb salad. I love it. Chandler's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And they all start leaving. I love when Julie's like, wow, Julie can really talk, right? (laughs) That Julie's quite a talker. (laughs) Oh, man. They're leaving. And Ross and Rachel kind of linger in the hallway together. And Rachel is like, well, it's late. You're probably not going to, like, do it anymore, right? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I I definitely am. Like, if you want to have sex with someone, like, you will wait until, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going down. Like... Mm -hmm. And she starts kind of psyching him out where she's like, well, this is, she's been waiting for this for a long time, you know? And if it's not like what she thinks it's going to be, like, that's going to be like pretty rough. Like, mm-hmm. how embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of leads into this whole conversation about like how the best way to do this is. And she goes into this whole long winded story about how like, and I would want you to like grab me and like, look into my eyes and like slowly kiss me. And she starts like, like her voice lowers and it's all like sultry and sexy. They're also so close during this conversation. I would never have a conversation this close with anybody in my life. (laughs) Maybe it's like, he's like, what? What are you saying? It's (laughs) so close. I mean, I get that they're trying to make it really intimate, but they were so close that I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Y'all are very close Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. She's having this whole like, Basically, like, this whole imagining of them having sex together and, like, it's clear that she's imagining this with him and he's kind of, like, turned on. But I also didn't... I feel like the way that he played it was not that, like, he necessarily wants that with her. I think he's just, like, getting lost in it. I don't know. What was your interpretation of it? I don't understand. The entire episode... You are trying to not make him think about sex and to get him completely away from it. Mm -hmm. So then you get really close to him, describe a really hot porn to him, basically, after watching porn, and then you send him on his way to fuck his girlfriend. I'm so confused. That's how I clocked it, too. Like, I clocked it that he wasn't, like, necessarily... Like, I got that she was imagining that with him. I didn't mm-hmm. And he was that, just hearing sexiness. Yes, exactly. I wasn't taking it as, like, he's imagining this with her. I took it as, like, in general, he's just, like, getting turned on by this. And then he's like, well, gotta go. Gotta bring that yeah. to Julie. Yeah. And I'm just like, you tried to distract it for so long. And then you literally got him rock hard and sent him into his girlfriend. 
I'm so confused. <gasps> Rachel is bad at this. She is. It's like when she makes out with Ross because he's going on a play date with the stripper. Yes. And then she's like, that's one that he's going to remember. And then Joey's like, or you just turned him on and sent him to a stripper. <laughs> so I just like, girl, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, she, is a, she does not know how to play this at all. No, she does not. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Well, in the end... We know that he did, in fact, pull this off because yes. the ending scene is him skipping through the streets of New York, dancing along to the Singing in the Rain soundtrack. And this lady on the street's like, someone got some last night. And then he comes back and he goes, twice. And then he moves on. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I just I don't know how I feel about the whole Rachel turning him on to go in to have sex with Julie. It's weird. I wasn't a fan of it. I know, I know that we're supposed to see this as like, oh, I love this, because we're supposed to love Ross and Rachel together. But honestly, I thought that scene was a little strange. It was a weird one, for sure. <laughs> it was strange because it was like, I just, the dynamic was off to me. And also, like, I felt a little bad for Julie, because I was just like, this is blatant. Like, yeah. Like, I would not be okay with someone doing this to my boyfriend. And again, I don't think he was like, you know necessarily like wanting to do that with Rachel yeah but like still this is an inappropriate conversation let's also if two people had a conversation that close right outside my door I would be able to hear every goddamn word like (laughs) every word I would be able to hear so maybe take it away from the front door like I don't know like if I were Julie in there I'd be like Hello? Hello? You guys, you you guys seem to be getting pretty hot and heavy out there. What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's all all altogether a weird situation. Just knowing Julie is on the other side of that door for the whole conversation, I was like, interesting? Yeah, I I don't know. Well, that is the end of the one with Phoebe's husband. Uh, Mm -hmm. Overall, I think the porno storyline makes this for me. Um... I I have to say I wasn't like too I wasn't like really engrossed in the storyline with Phoebe's husband. I felt like I was, it was so way short. more into her dress than I was the storyline, I won't lie. Yeah. And I wish that like maybe it had been something that was like ever really brought up again, but I think they mention it maybe like once like later in the season or later mm-hmm. in the series. And it just seems like an odd I feel like, once again, they do this to Phoebe all the time, where they give her such an odd storyline. And it's weird, like, finding the thumb in the soda. And then it's like, that was weird. I guess we'll never speak of it again. (laughs) I guess that's it. Thanks. Like, the only thing that they consistently bring up for her is, like, when she has the triplets and everything. Like, thank God we come back to that on occasion. And her mom committing suicide. That's true, but although that's Those like two not, things. that's like more background and not like a storyline that we true. see. True, very true, very but, true. Yeah, it's just just another thing that they bring up in early seasons, Phoebe, and just like are like, well, that was something for her to do. Next. Well, that was quirky and funny. Let's find another one for her. <laughs> well, Katie, what were your uh, titles for the episode. I'm sure yours are going to be great as always, but I've got the one with the pigeon cuz I mean, we know <laughs> I loved the pigeon moment. Mm-hmm. Uh the one with Phoebe's dress, the one where Joey is in a porno, and the one where Ross gets laid. 
Oh, I love that one. The one yeah. where Ross gets laid. Yeah. I have I have one similar one. I have the one with Joey's porno. Okay. Uh, the one with the capades, because <laughs> I just love that. And then my favorite is the one with the sexual tension. <laughs> I love it. There is a lot of sexual tension. There's sexual tension yes. mounting all over the place. There waiting, really is. We've got to burst different, forth. We've got in different categories all over the episode. But I, I also it. like the one where Ross gets laid because I like the one I like where he's skipping around. I like the one with the capades. <laughs> There's but, something fun about that word to me. Yeah, no, it is. It is a very, very, a very fun word. Um. Oh, before we wrap up, we wanted to say something about James Michael Tyler passing and send love to his family and his friends. And it's just it's so unfortunate. I can't believe that he passed. Yeah, he was, uh, if you guys uh, don't know, he played Gunther on Friends. Um, and his story is so interesting, where, like, he was kind of just, like, a background actor at first, and he kind of got bumped up a little bit, because he was the only one who knew how to work, like, the espresso machine. And so they, like, right. bumped him up to, like, a featured extra, and then they, like, progressively gave him more and more lines. And then he became, like, an actual part of like the institution of friends where like he has a whole like running gag where he's like in love with Rachel and like he's like there until the very end. He's there until like right. the very final episode of the show. Uh, he died on October 24th of this year at the age of 59, which I mean, f- see like that's older than we are, but it's still a very young it's time still, to yeah. pass. Yeah. It's um, so young. Just wanted to send our, thoughts and well wishes to his family um, and to just and, and his friends just anyone who uh, knew him personally and we love Gunther and we love James Michael Tyler so this yeah for you, it's, dude. yeah it's it's so sad it's gonna be bittersweet to continue on and to see him in it just because death sucks yep but I'm excited to see as his character uh, gets more and more like fleshed out throughout the series it's gonna be Mm -hmm. we get to start from the beginning so we get to see the full transformation of gunther which is gonna that's true and i am excited to talk about his uh storylines as well because we haven't seen like too too much of him yet yeah we're gonna oh we're like so close to getting like a huge gunther moment in like season three i think and there's so many good ones too like there's so many little good ones throughout it so yeah, I, I, I am looking forward to talking about them. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep an uh, eye out. Yes, yeah, so where can uh, everybody find you if they want to follow you on the socials? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. I am going to be doing a very special Friends-themed TikTok for Thanksgiving where I make Ooh. the Friends trifle. I love um, it. That episode. With the, with, the, with the meats? With the meats and everything. I love doing, it. So keep an eye out for that. If you guys want to see me attempt to do that, uh, follow me on TikTok at Cuckoo for Cloclo Puffs. Love it. You made it with your friend last year, right? Like you guys made I, it? I wanted to and we never did. So now is my chance and I'm so yes. excited. I wish you lived here so we could do it together. Oh, <laughs> once I'm back in LA, baby, we'll do it. Oh man, you can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. I've also got a sex podcast called see you next tuesday uh and a patreon patreon.com slash little baby kate excellent well we yes. will see you guys next week oh and the next episode is the one with five steaks and an eggplant and i 
for some reason have rewatched this episode so many times. It's one of my comfort episodes. Wouldn't say it's a favorite. Definitely a comfort episode. Oh. Can't always to talk about it. I love this one. We'll see a little bit of Hootie and the Blowfish action. Yes! Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> Alright, see you guys next time. Bye! Bye! Oh my god, we said it at the same time. <laughs>